Hello and welcome to episode two of the Happily Hughley podcast, the podcast where we are on a journey in redefining what the word happy truly means in areas of health, wealth, and love. I'm your host, Quentin, and with me is the best and cutest wife a man could ask for, my co-host, Kaisha. Oh, babe, I'm cute. You know it. (laughs) Well, hey, y'all, welcome to our pod. This episode is the second part of a three-part series giving you all the details on how we became the Hughleys. In the last episode, we shared the story of how we met on the first day of college and took you on a journey through our college years. If you missed the first episode, make sure you check that one out first before you jump into this one. In this episode, we're going to tell you our engagement story, as well as the beginnings of our wedding journey. All right, guys, welcome back to another one of our Wednesday segments. As you know, Q and I like to start our day with a cup of coffee, or after a long day, we like to round it all out with a nice glass of wine or a cocktail. On our podcast each week, we're going to add value to your coffee and your cocktail game. So, last week we did a wake-up segment. This week we're doing a wind-down segment. Today we're going to tell you what we are enjoying as we wind down. So feel free to email us with suggestions at happilyhugely at gmail.com. For this week's Wednesday wind down, Kaisha and I are ending the day with a bottle of Crucible, a red blend wine from Sonoma, California. This is one of Kai's faves at the moment. It has notes of blackberries, plums, and dark fruits with a gentle acidity and a lasting fruity finish that delightfully hangs on your palate. The best part is that you can find this wine at under 15 bucks most places. Is that on point, Kai? Do you like this one? You know I do. Wine? It's all I drink. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, welcome back to episode two of how we became the Hughleys. So we're just going to pick up right from where we left off and continue our story. Does that sound good, babe? Sounds like a win to me. All righty. Well, we now have to tell you about life after college. Yes. People don't tell you that life after college is truly a shit show. They don't tell you that. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I wouldn't consider it that, like, the first, I would say the first couple years after college aren't a shit show. You're still basically living college, but just, like, outside of college. I don't know. I have a different opinion on that because I think that people underestimate how jarring it is to be just thrust into the real world and to become an adult and all of those things. It was for a while there, I would say we kind of went through a little bit of a post-grad depression. No, because we weren't on campus. You know, we missed our college life. Was that not real? That's real. That's real. I, I would I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. So anyway, guys, we basically, we got out of college. We graduated on May 12th, 2012. How do I remember this date? I have no idea, but we graduated on the 12th of May. And so when we got out of college, we both had jobs lined up and we were both enrolled in graduate school. And so I was working full time and going to graduate school in person after I would get off work, you know, two or three times a week. And Q was also working full time and he was going to graduate school online. So this is pretty much the next phase of our relationship. We were navigating, you know, working and now graduate to the school and adulting in our own ways, right? Yes. Adulting in our own ways, for sure. 
Yes. So right after we left the Mount, you know, I was looking for a place to live. I wanted to be living on my own. But, you know, these prices, you know, out here in these streets, they weren't cheap, baby. They really weren't cheap. And so um, I'm so grateful that I was able to live with Q and his mom. I actually ended up staying with them for about a year, less than a year, something like it was, that. Yeah, it was a little bit less than a year. Yeah. Maybe maybe one like calendar academic year. Yeah. And so what, what, what happened? When did you go to your training in Georgia again? That was in uh, February, late, it was either late January or early February that I went to the academy. Okay, cool. So mm-hmm. it was a few months after we got out of college, basically. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so about six months. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's really funny when we go through these things, trying to remember how all of this happened. It's like, yo, we have history. So it's like, seriously, you know, you have to really go back into the archives, if you will. But anyway, we uh, basically were living together at Q's mom's house Mm -hmm. and we had been discussing marriage. We had been talking about it. We went to a small school where, you know, a small Catholic school where marriage, you know, and college sweethearts, that was totally a thing. And so we were definitely immersed in that culture and we're talking about it for ourselves. Right, babe? Absolutely. I remember um, graduation days, I told one of my good friends uh, from the track team that, I wanted to marry you. Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know about this. Mm-hmm. The day we graduated? The day we graduated. We were we were packing up um, the dorms, and I caught up with her and was, like, telling her, I'm thinking about it. And I think at that point I had, like, I think we, like, spent a day on campus, like, just going out and went to, like, look at rings just for the heck of it. Like, super, like, me and you this is. Yeah. And so I... After that, I had that conversation with her and was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I did. This is the first time I'm hearing this guy. So, wow, I actually didn't know that. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, because we had gone to this small school and everything, right, you know, th- again, it was a part of the culture. And so we very much w- were in some ways buying into this culture. But would you say that, like, when you were growing up, you saw yourself getting married at the young age at that time? We were, what, 21 and 22? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have said that I would be getting married at that young of an age like prior to 25 when I was that young right but also it wasn't necessarily something that I was like actively thinking about like oh man like yeah at this age this would happen but I didn't like if I had to just arbitrarily think back to that time I probably would have put myself at marriage around this time actually at like 30 (laughs) right like as a kid I was like I'm gonna get married at 28 because I wanted to get married on a like a a even number and I'm like 28 is perfect and by 30 I'll be having kids like that was always my thing and it's hilarious that now I'm 29 we've been married for five years and I'm I think we're both at a place where we're not even considering having kids anytime soon so it's so funny how you plan as a kid and life turns out differently for sure For sure. Yeah. So we're working our jobs, guys. We're in graduate school. And basically, we are discussing marriage. When Q goes to his training in Georgia, we and then after he comes back, we realize that we're on different pages. Mm -hmm. So Q is like, yeah, I don't know if I'm still, you know, considering, you know, marriage as quickly as we initially talked about. And so I'll just keep it a thousand. That kind of, you know, hurt your girl's feelings. I was like, okay, okay, well, fine. And, you know, it's also different when you get out of an out of an environment where that was the culture and now you're back to your normal environment, it can change your thought process. And then you grow and you change right just as an individual. So like, yeah, it makes sense why that was something that, you know, changed. But from there I said, you know what? Okay, cool. Like I'm just going to move. I thought it was best for me to move out of Q's mom's house. I think that it 
made our relationship better and stronger just to have that moment to really focus on ourselves as individuals. Indeed, indeed. I think that was a big thing that we both acknowledge after the fact that it was good for us to to I mean, I guess it was good for you you necessarily to take that plunge to move out of mom's house like obviously I wanted to, but I think it just it made sense for the for it to flow the way that it did. Yeah. And the big thing for you coming out of college was that you didn't want to live into live in an apartment like that was your big thing you were like I don't want to live in an apartment I want to go straight into a house and I also understood why you thought that way and I like also in the dream would have wanted that but I'm like it's more important right now for me to just be able to have my own place than it is for me to have a home so like I'm like yo I got to go peace but um the kind of cool thing about what ends up happening is that we end up getting our first home together. Um, and so you, in a lot of ways, achieved that goal of getting, of not, you know, going into an apartment right after, you know, school. You went into a house. That's so, fair. That's a good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice nice packaging on that. You, nice know, packaging. you know, packaging <laughs> is what I do. And if you need my services, you can go to www.kaishacreates.com. <laughs> One thing you are going to learn about me, guys, is that I will promote the hell out of myself, okay? Um, because if I don't promote me, who will? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, back to the story. So, babe. After we get out of college, after we are in graduate school, so how how do we like how does all this turn into a gay engagement? Because we're we're basically in a place around I guess February when you get back from training. Mm-mm. I got back in April, Marchish. Oh. Uh, yeah, April. Mayish, April Mayish, yeah. Okay, just so before summer. When you get back in April and May, we're not on the same page mm. in marriage. No, talking about marriage, but we end up getting engaged. March of 2014. So how did we get there? Yeah. How did we? Hmm. So that was, so I got back from, so I got back from training in, like I said, early summer, basically 2013. And so you moved out kind of mid, mid end summer. Yeah. Yeah. Mid ends of end of summer. Um, and so from that point, we had just went back into the rebuild process, really, like yeah. very much like basically it w- me going to training was another like semester away from the house or the semester away from home. So it's basically like me going back and doing another semester. So mm-hmm. it was very individualized coming back and being right back in the house with everyone. It was like, whoa, this is a lot. And then I'm sure you felt that same energy just being in that space in general, after coming back from undergrad. So you going back, you moving out that summer gave you also some time to say, all right, I'm out and like re-rack and stack what life looked like for you in that moment, right? Right. And just to say, just have to add this in, I do think that that time that me and your mom had living together is what set the foundation for our relationship. That's when we got close. Just had to throw that in there. But of course, but of course. Just saying. Yes, it's so funny. They are the best best of friends now. So, we love you too. Yeah. As a, <laughs> I, the running joke is that I'm the side piece in their relationship. So yes, they love me too, but I'm just like the nice little add on in this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the happy, the happy little add on that comes into the equation. You know, well, we, like I said, we do love you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So here we are that summer with you having your place and me still like working and reestablishing myself. And more or less, I basically would spend majority of the time over at your place. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily move in, but uh, I was practically moved in. Essentially. So from there, 
what we also found is that like our flow together, Bert, like you obviously had your place, how you flowed through that space. And then I came in and we kind of integrated there. Yeah. It was our chance to basically do what we were doing in college, basically living together, but a little differently. Right. Yes. Yeah. In the real world. And then I also think that was where we began to do start to investigate like what we wanted out of a marriage. Yes. So we started to go. That's what I think we started that initial uh, premarital um, program at Zion, I think was that summer, right? Yes. And I think that that was such an important step for us because before we even got engaged, we took a premarital class. And I think that that was one of the best things we could have done because we were, we had in our mind that we were going to be engaged and that we were going to be married at, at some point. And we really needed to take a second to just say, okay, why are we doing this? What does that look like for us? And by answering those questions, I think that truly has made all the difference. So for anyone listening to this podcast who is considering marriage, make sure you are on the same page page with the person that you say you want to spend the rest of your life with. Because, yes, the answers and the things you talk about may change, but it's important to be on the same page going in. And so taking that eight-week class before we got engaged really, 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 really helped us. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I think one of the big things that uh, came out of that class was like um, the idea of like unspoken expectations. Yes. Like we like in in a natural relationship, you're going to have these things that you bring to the table that you may not relate to the other. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you gloss over these conversations and gloss over these topics, just assuming that the person is thinking like you are coming from the same wavelength as you are. And a lot of times that's not the not the reality. So that course really made us like have discussions and maybe some of the some of the discussions that you probably ought to have had like in first dates or throughout mm -hmm. the years it brought it to the forefront so you can have that conversation on the front end i yeah. think that was like fascinating from that course one of the best one of the best things that like I've, we've learned and one of the, the tools that we use even to this day absolutely mm -hmm. and the thing that was also just really incredible about that class and i don't know if it's still the same price now but it was 25 dollars for both of us I didn't know, to attend that class i did not notice it was that yes that inexpensive and making such a small investment mm -hmm. of you know time and money because it was eight weeks and for what like an hour and a half two hours per yeah. class and it was like, after church right yeah right after church so we would just go right after church over to the conference room center where it was held and like yeah i'm just so glad we did that i'm so glad we yeah. did that and even I've, i would say even if you're not like churchy per se maybe find a book that yeah. uh you and your partner could work through like work through together and a relationship building book for that purpose so for sure you know what guys i will include in the show notes a place where we recommend like five books because there were a couple that we read and so i'll just put those in the show notes if you guys want to check those perfect. out perfect perfect yeah. perfect so, so we went through the um so we spent that summer we were rekindling our relationship and building and then we went through that summer process mm -hmm. and then from that summer led into the fall time the fall time i w was when i was serious i was like all right this is the moment i'm gonna push for it and i'm really gonna propose to kai and make this thing official and um i was gonna do it on christmas day unfortunately in november i got into a car accident where i totaled my my car and had to shuffle some money around so i couldn't make the dream happen on December, on Christmas. And so just to bring this full circle, we actually started dating on December 25th, 2008. 
so with Q proposing on or planning to propose on December 25th, 2013, this was just kind of like a full circle moment from that moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So instead of doing the actual proposal on Christmas, what I did was I bought uh, tickets to Cirque du Soleil because we were huge or still are huge Cirque du Soleil fans. And this show was the Michael Jackson Experience, yes. which is Kai's huge, like she loves two things a lot more than me. Just ah, kidding. Oh my but gosh. But she loves two things a lot. And that is one, Michael Jackson, and two, Harry Potter. Yes. Obviously, she loves musical theater and she loves me, but those two are really big and high on her list. So me getting that Cirque du Soleil show with the Michael Jackson experience was like, this is perfect. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So I set it up in such a way that... Um, I wanted her to recollect on Christmas because that's when I in, originally att- intended to do it. Mm-hmm. So I had my grandpa create, who's an artist, who to create a banner that said uh, "Merry Christmas," and then he would drop the banner. But you have one more gift, and then I would be w- waiting on one knee. So that was the framework of the proposal. So here we are, December. Gave her the ticket. She was like, "All right, no, you know, none the wiser. Everything was good." We get to March twenty second. Correct my date if I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah. March right. 22nd, good deal. March 22nd. And we I'll let you take over the day, but in general, I was really nervous. So the first thing I did when I woke <laughs> up was got out the house. I went and went to the gym, worked out, and I'll let Kai take over until she lets, tags me back in. Well, so on March 22nd, that was actually, and Q didn't even realize he had actually had another full circle moment with a date. March 22nd, 2011 is when we had gotten back together after we had taken a break. So he ended up proposing on another day that was significant in our relationship. So on the day of the engagement, guys, I promise you, I woke up and I thought to myself, hmm, what if Q proposes to me today? I don't know why I had that thought, but it was definitely a thought that crossed my mind. And I think it probably crossed my mind because you know, Q had gotten out of the house and, you know, I had the whole day to myself. So I'm like, what in the world is he doing, you know, out of the house for so long? You know how you think about these things, girls. So anyway, I basically was trying to put this weave in my hair. I had this like uh, lace front wig that I was trying to install for the first time by myself. I had someone make it for me and I was like, I'm going to be, you know, fresh to death with this wig. And so I can't cornrow. Okay, side note, if anyone wants to teach me, hit me up on the gram and show me what's up. But I cannot cornrow to save my life. And so I was trying to like, I washed my hair and I was trying to like get my hair flat. And y'all, it was not working. And I had an attitude. So I said, you know what? This is the Michael Jackson show. I'm going to go little Michael Jackson. And I'm going to wear the biggest afro that I possibly can. And so I ended up just doing my hair in an afro, afro because I got frustrated with trying to get my hair under that wig. And so... I got dressed. I actually went to the mall and I got like a little outfit because I knew we were going on a date. I didn't know how special this date was going to be, but I knew we were going on a date. So I bought like a denim shirt and some black pants and these cute little like leopard booties. And like, I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna be cute. So we end up um, going to Artie's for dinner. And Artie's is one of my favorite restaurants. Um, there's a chain of restaurants in the DMV area that's... The Great American Restaurants. The Great American. you're familiar. Yes. So good, They can guys. sponsor us, though. Oh, y'all could. Listen, hit us up. But oh my goodness, the, the food. Okay, the food. Anyway, great restaurant. So we went to dinner. I noticed the queue is a little bit off, but I, I don't know what's wrong. Right. So we end up going to the show. The show is great. There's one part in the show where I'm like, um, or the people in the show are like, Hey, get on your feet, dance. I'm like, come on, babe, let's dance. And he's like, my knees hurt. I said, okay, there's something really going on with this man. 
So we leave the center and guys, I never know directions. Just so you know, never like ever, like ever, ever, ever. And so I'm like walking towards the car and Q is like, let's go this way. And I'm like, no, the car is this way. <laughs> like for once I'm right. Like, I don't know how I'm right on this day, but I was absolutely right. And so Q is like, no, let's go this way. And so as we start to walk the way he suggests, I see a group of people standing and I'm thinking in my head, Oh, look at that group of people over there. What are they doing? Like, I'm not, you know, thinking that they're there for me and so when I look at them I'm like yo I know those people like yo that's Colton like yo that's ma like grandpa like why is everybody out here and so they had a sign and, and with the sign the sign said Merry Christmas Kai and I'm reading Merry Christmas now y'all it's March so I'm like Merry Christmas what is going on they dropped the sign and then the sign underneath it says but we forgot one gift and when I turn to see Q he's on one knee and he asked me to marry him y'all I screamed I wasn't ready. I said, oh, my God. I don't even know if I said yes at first. No, you didn't. <laughs> I no. just screamed. When she, she screamed, yelled, oh, my gosh, laughed, cried, all in one jumbled breath. Mm-hmm. Never, I've never seen this happen before in my life. Yeah. I kind of freaked out because I wasn't ready. I was not prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in the sense that I didn't know that it would come eventually. I didn't know it was coming on that day when I couldn't get my hair to do what I wanted it to do. You know what I'm saying? And my nails weren't done. Like, your girl was not ready. You know what I'm saying? But it was a really special moment for us and our relationship. And all of our family and friends got to experience it. So what it. you're saying is I, I surprised you? You surprised me, babe. I did good. You did good. Mm, pats on my back. You pats did good. So we got engaged March 22nd, 2014. Yes. From there, with my apartment situation in Dunloring, I knew that I was going to have to move out because I knew I was getting promoted on my job and the specific apartment I was living in had this income restriction. So when you ha- when you made over a certain uh, level of annual income, you wouldn't be able to be eligible for paying that amount of rent and so we knew that we were gonna have to get up out of there and so Q was like I'm gonna get a house and I was like okay cool let's get a house and all of that Mm -hmm. Um, instead of trying to move into another apartment and so what we end up doing is starting the house hunt and the house hunt oh Mm. it was a time wasn't it babe Mm. It was it was a whole time because you were in training for yet another job. Yep. Y'all, Q has had it was more a jobs. promotion. It was a promotion. <laughs> it was a promotion. Still, but I was in training for that promotion. Yes. Yes, and um, because you were away at some points of it, mm-hmm. not the entire process. Mm-hmm. Not, not the entire process, but some points of it, you know, I ended up doing a lot of the house visits alone and then FaceTime and Q like, hey, you like this, you know, and stuff like that. And so, you know, that was a process, but we ended up getting a home mm-hmm. right in time before, you know, having to get get out of the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a beautiful home, was it not? Great. It was the it was a new build and, you know. No one ever lived in it. It was like the ideal of what you could could you expect what you could expect for your first house, you know, more than what we could expect for our first house. And a great place to start our our family, the two of us. Yeah. So um from there, uh basically we got the house and then we started the hunt for finding wedding venues and <sighs> setting up the wedding. Oh my gosh, we were a little bit stressed. That was that was a whole process. It was a process. <laughs> it was a process and I'll just share with you guys that like, you know, both of us we were in graduate school. Well, I just you were finished. Out. Yeah. I was out of graduate school. Q was still in graduate mm-hmm. school and I had taken out a number of loans for graduate school, so we didn't want to have to spend like a whole whole bunch of money on a wedding and we were looking at these prices for these venues like why don't we open up our own wedding venue we can make some money because look at how much they're charging for these events right so 
We found a place called, what was it called? Cele- Celebrations at the Bay. Yeah, Celebrations at the Bay. It was mm-hmm. in Pasadena. And we mm-hmm. said, okay, cool. And we put down a deposit and we said that we were going to, you know, basically go to this venue. And so what happened from here was, you know, we were trying to plan financially for how we could make this day happen for our, mm-hmm. you know, family mm-hmm. and friends. Mm-hmm. And so we have this little mm-hmm. family meeting about like, and I'm not going to get all the way into the details, but we have this family meeting about, you know, to see if we can garner some support from our family and what ended up coming of that was that this was just not going to work you know in terms of the price of what this venue was and I believe it might have been like what 10k 12k something like that I don't even remember that number. um it was something like that because we chose their smallest like package or whatever and we just knew that that we were going to end up not being able to use that venue But we also, that same day, shared with our families that we were planning to enter this wedding competition. And this wedding competition was something that I saw on Facebook, guys. It was an ad. Yeah, complete, like, complete random on Facebook. Yes. Just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And it was like, do you want to win an $80,000 wedding? And I was like, uh, yeah, because <laughs> we don't, we're not trying to pay for a wedding if we could get one for free. And you know, what's crazy when I told you about it, I was like, should we even apply? We got to have our wedding in the, in the winter months. Like, should we do it? And you were basically like, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, so how does it, so after we, we create a video, tell them about that, babe. Yeah. So a part of the wedding process was basically the part of the contest was you had to create some type of medium explaining to the, uh, I guess the contest owners, I don't know, the contest. To Tevia. Remember Tevia? That's that, right. That's that was right, that's the right. character in yep, the show. Yep. yep. And the artistic director of the show basically telling them why we were the perfect match. Yes. And it's it was in celebration of Fiddler on the Roof, one of their uh, notable numbered anniversaries. It was their 50th, 50th anniversary. There we go. Yep. And so we um, had to create this this uh, this video. We Well, we decided a video. It could have been any me- medium. And oh, I thought it had to be a video. No. Oh. Yeah. Like people, some people did poems. Oh, you're right. You're so right. People did like comics and things like that, but we did video. Exactly. And so they picked us a part of three and three other people, other couples on, you know, that we were the perfect match. And then it was a secondary wave of competition. So uh, essentially, you know, after we got picked for the top three, we were like, you know, really like, oh my God, we might win an $80,000 wedding. Mm -hmm. Like if we win this $80,000 wedding, like this will literally solve our issue. We're trying to have a wedding um, that we don't have to pay for. And then we'll be able to have all of our family and friends join us on this day. They were guaranteeing 175 attendees, open bar, all of the vendors you can imagine. And so we were like so excited for this opportunity to be able to share our union and our love with our families. So guys, if you want to hear if we actually won this wedding tune in to the next episode to find out all about it we'll see you guys soon quentin and i would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode if you are enjoying our podcast do us a huge favor and take a moment to leave us a five star review five star reviews help more listeners to find our podcast we would also appreciate if you could take a screenshot of this episode to share on your social media Make sure to tag us at Happily Hughley. To see the show notes for today's episode, simply visit www.happilyhughley.com. See you next week on the Happily Hughley podcast.